On Point with Craig's Investment Partners. All right, good morning all. Remember, the information provided here is general in nature. It's not financial advice. It doesn't take into account your situation, objectives, goals, or risk tolerance. All investments are subject to risk and none are guaranteed. So before you make any decisions, you should always contact an investment advisor and you can find out more about our services in that regard at our website, which is craigsip.com. All right, today I just wanted to address one of the more common questions that I get. Uh, should I pay off the mortgage or should I invest that extra cash that I've got? Now, I get that all the time, um, no matter whether interest rates are high or low or rising or falling, whether markets are, are going up or we're, whether we're in a difficult spot. It seems to be a really commonly asked one. It's a good question. Um, probably quite relevant today because mortgage rates are obviously at 15-year highs, the highest we've seen since 2008, uh, and borrowing costs are at levels that many homeowners won't have seen before. Unless you've been around for a while, uh, you probably don't remember uh, those times um, 15 years ago. So against that backdrop, paying down the mortgage is sensible, um, uh, under any circumstances, reducing your debt is, is a good thing to do. Uh, it puts you in a stronger financial position. It puts you on the path to financial freedom. However, uh, it's not always black and white, and using some of that spare money to invest along the way will also pay off. W with that mortgage rate, the one-year rate, uh, at least at about 6.7%, or at least that's what my bank is charging. So, you know, probably there's some that are maybe a little lower, maybe around the same, but 6.7 at the moment. If you make additional payments on your mortgage, that's essentially the return that you're getting on that money because that's 6.7% that you won't have to pay um, on that debt. So it's essentially, that's your return. That's your return hurdle that you've got to beat out there somewhere else. And your other options for putting that money to work, you know, if you're not going to pay off the mortgage and get that uh notional 6.7% return. You've got a range of other options. Um, you can look at term deposits, very low risk. They won't give you quite as much as that. You'll get 5.7% per annum on your term deposits. Again, that's looking at my bank. I know if you bargain, maybe you can sort of get six or a little bit higher, but um, that's, that's one low risk option. Then you've got a range of other assets out there, managed funds, property, shares. Those things will all offer much better returns in the long term, at least, than term deposits. But uh, they will give you a high, higher risk profile and they'll give you more volatility. So if we look at New Zealand shares, because that's an easy one, um, the NZX50 index, which is our main share market index, that came into being in early 2001. And since then, uh, it has delivered an annual return of 9.1% per annum, which is pretty good. Um, that includes dividends. It uh, doesn't include the imputation credits you get on your dividends, um, but it's a pretty good return uh, per annum over more than 20 years. Now, that's obviously above the current cost of borrowing. It's above that sort of one-year one interest rate uh, that you'd be paying on your mortgage. And 9.1% is also much higher than where mortgage rates have been for the vast bulk of the past 25 years. For most of the last 25 years, apart from a couple of very brief periods, mortgage rates have never been that high. So typically, the return you'll get from uh, an asset class such as shares uh, will be higher 
than the cost of money, the cost of that borrowing. However, we need to remember that that 9.1% that the share market has given you uh, for 22, 23 years, that's an average return right through that period. And just like any growth asset, like a business, like a house, like uh, a managed fund, a property investment, uh, those gains don't come consistently or in a straight line. So it's not like 9.1% year in, year out. Uh, you'll have lots of ups and downs. You'll have some stunning years um, where you'll be up 20%, 30% or more, and you'll have some quite ugly years where you'll be down uh, 20 or 30% or more. Um, and we've had three of those big declines uh, in the time that the NZX50 index has existed since 2001. Um, go back through history and you'll find more. But you know, since since then, there's been three times where the index has fallen uh, more than 20%. So we had that big fall in the, the GFC in 08, 09. Um, we had another sh big fall that was a lot more short-lived, but the, the top to bottom decline was still substantial. That was during the pandemic uh, of 2020. Uh, and then we've obviously seen uh, a period of weakness from early 2021 through to the middle of last year. And that really came on the back of a sharp rise in inflation and corresponding increases in interest rates. Um, you know, the OCR obviously went from 0.25 right up to where it is today, which is five and a half. So lots of ups and downs along the way and a few big downs. Um, a few big ups as well, markets always recover. You know, through history, you look at most share markets around the world. Japan's probably the exception. It's never really recovered from where it got to, you know, back in the, the late 1980s. That's a whole different kettle of fish. But if it's Australia, if it's New Zealand, if it's the UK, um, if it's the US, uh, share markets always recover, uh, move on to bigger and better things. And in hindsight, we look back on those periods of weakness quite fondly, actually, because uh, while they are super scary and disconcerting at the time, uh, you look back and you think, geez, I got some great opportunities and I'm glad I took advantage of them. So whether it's the GFC, whether it's 2020, whether it's even this time last year, um, you know, we look back on those periods and we think, glad that I was doing a bit of investing. Um but at the time, they're, they're pretty scary. So that's the price you pay for those better returns from things like shares. You get all those ups and downs along the way. And in contrast, the return you're getting from paying down that mortgage is free of risk, free of volatility, and free of uncertainty. You're going to get that 6.7% return. You'll save that interest. We know that. It's guaranteed. No questions about it. You're not at the mercy of economic conditions. You're not at the mercy of market sentiment or the ebbs and flows of what's happening out there. That's a guaranteed 6.7% 6, 6, uh, return or whatever the rate is you're paying. So uh, from a risk return perspective, that is pretty awesome. You know, there is nowhere out there in the investment world where you're going to find a return of 6.7% or even you know, a little bit less than that. You're not going to find returns uh, as good as that. Um, sorry, I forgot to turn my phone off. That's my phone going in the background. I'll call that person back. Um, you're not going to find anything out there that will give you that sort of return on a risk-free basis. You'll find plenty of things that will give you a, a return as good or better, but they will all involve risk. So that's that's why everyone says paying off the mortgage is a good thing to do because it's a, it's a very 
very good balance of risk and return. And your textbook will tell you that, you know, if you build sort of build a spreadsheet model, um, it'll probably tell you that your accountant might might well recommend that because it is a sensible thing to do. You know, nowhere will you find uh, those sorts of returns for zero risk. However, not always that simple, and that's not always the right choice for all of us. I think, uh, I think we should um, we should be doing a bit of investing on the side, um, in addition to paying off the mortgage, and that can be a really good choice for lots of people because what you also need to uh, take into account is the knowledge that you'll gain by educating yourself about money, about shares, about businesses, about financial markets. That knowledge. Uh, is invaluable and the best way to educate yourself and and learn about it is to have a little bit of skin in the game. If you've got skin in the game, you're probably going to take a much greater interest in something. So having a few investment interests, even if they're small ones, that will probably motivate you to follow companies a little bit more closely, read the business pages a little bit more often. It'll help you understand how financial markets work, how do dividends work, how do imputation credits work, um, what does a share buyback mean, you know, what's a rights issue, you know, you'll get to participate in one. Um, so I think I think there is definitely some benefits, softer benefits, you know, ones that you can't really put your finger on. Um, about doing some investing. You'll understand compound interest and growth on top of growth on top of growth. And what that means is that um, even though you're not necessarily going to find a better risk and return proposition than putting more money into the mortgage, because that is a great deal from a risk return perspective, you will learn a lot and you'll put yourself in really good stead to make sounder financial decisions in the future. So when you get to that point where you are, Hopefully, you know, we all want to be debt free, pay the mortgage off. And when you get to that point and you have got the ability to uh, have more spare money and you want to put that money to work, maybe you come into money, maybe there's a uh, an inheritance, you know, who knows what, you know, your situation changes and you do find yourself with a bit more of a nest egg, you'll at least have a better understanding of your options and how you can put that to work. So I'm a firm believer in pay off the mortgage. Yeah, you want to smash it down. You want to reduce your debt. Um, debt's not a bad thing, by the way. But, you know, if you've if you've, if you've you've paid off your house, then you are in a position to borrow back against it for a lower rate for things that are a bit more interesting. Again, that's another story for another day. But um, reducing debt is a, a good thing, but you don't want that to come at the expense of educating yourself. So I think there's definitely a case for doing both. You know, you you want to put a bit more um, on the mortgage, but not, not all of it. Maybe you do want to sort of use um, some of those spare funds to do something else in an investment sense. And uh, whether it's 50-50, whether it's 80-20 in that direction or 20-80 in the other direction, well, that all comes down to us as individuals. So, you know, talk to your advisor or have a think about that um, and, and decide what's right for you. But um, that's a really common question. And, and like a lot of things in financial markets, the answer is it depends. Um, I know it feels like we always... Uh, it's a bit of a cop-out, and those of us in the industry are never really giving you a straight answer, but that, that's because we're all different. We're all trying to achieve something different. We've all got different goals and different you know, appetite for risk. So that's why the answer is often it depends. You know, For me, um, it would be I'm going to make an effort to pay down that mortgage, uh, but I'm also going to do some investing over there 
and I'm going to um, take advantage of um, periods like this where things are a little bit uncertain uh, and I'm going to also upskill so that when I am in a stronger financial position in the future, um, I can I can make use of that knowledge. So hopefully that's useful. Um, as always, uh, there's a very brief report to sort of read uh, on the back of this. You know, everything I record as a podcast, there's a re report sitting in behind it. Um, often has more information, often has some charts or some statistics, not always, but often. So, you know, talk to your Craig's advisor to get a hold of that. Um, if there's anything else we can help with, if there's anything else you want to hear about, then let us know. Otherwise, uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening. For more insights, visit craigsip.com.